you take your seats wow good to see all of you so um, for a little while let's um, we've been sharing from the book of proverbs so i want us to go to proverbs chapter three if you own a bible Otherwise, I'll read it for you. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 3, and um, good to see all of you, and um, welcome to church. Okay, are you excited to be in church today? Are you happy to be in church? Yes. Are you happy somebody brought you to church today? Yes. Many of us, we all came to Nottingham one day and um, someone dragged us to church like this. Before, before they are standing here shouting, they were also like some of you on a cool Friday night in September. They came, they came with all sorts of plans and ideas, but God had a better plan. 
and um, God's plans are always better than your own plans. No matter how good your plan is, doesn't mean that you are bad. Doesn't mean that you are bad. When I got saved, I got saved. I got saved in um, okay. One day I'll tell you, <laughs> but but many years ago. Yes, if I tell when I go say you start you start calculating my age, calculating my this, you know. When I got saved, I realized that God had a better plan for me. Even though, even though I thought I had a good plan for my life, even though I thought I was living a good life, and I was living, I mean, my life was fairly straight. You know, I mean, I mean, fairly largely straight. I mean, I, I. I a lot of things I can't say, I've done and I've stopped. They understand. I mean, I can, if I if I could say that, I would have told you. But a lot of things were not part of me. But still, I needed God. I needed God badly, but I didn't know till I experienced Him because I really felt okay. I really felt okay, and I, I felt good. I was that type of guy. Do you, do you still have those type of people around? Yes, they really feel, you know, they feel, they believe as though they were born, born again. Yes, as though when they were born, it's like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was that type of person. But when I met God, I realized that, look, I'm nowhere near salvation. I might as well, I could, I should have dived into all those things and gotten saved. Because now, now, and because now we are saved. Me and then all the others who were, who were swimming. Yes, we all saved by the grace. We all, we've all benefit, benefited from the grace. Yes, Danielus, isn't it? Yes, we've all benefited from the grace. The grace of God has affected all of us and, and we are saved. That's why the scripture says that, the, Bible's, uh, the Bible says that our righteousness are like filthy rags. Not just rags, but rags that are dirty. Yes, not just rags, but rags that are dirty. Dirty rags. Yes, that's all right. So when you feel good, that's how I feel. I felt that I was feeling good, but my goodness in the eyes of God was dirty. I needed salvation and their salvation badly. So it's a great blessing. It's a great blessing when you meet someone in your first week in the university or your first few days and the person talks to you about church. I tell you, I promise you, it's, it's one of the best experiences you would have ever had in your in your in your life you you would you would you would never never ever regret meeting someone talking to you about god and dragging you to church because sometimes you are dragged isn't it you don't come willingly you are yes you are dragged i mean don't worry we're, we've all been dragged before even though we go but we're dragged and they're instructed someone gave us pressure you have to come and we said okay let's go see what what it is. Sometimes even pastors' children, they are even dragged to church. Yes. yes. Because as they are sitting at the back of the car, they are playing all sorts of games and doing all sorts of things. Yes. But it's like in this house, we go to church. Yes. In this house, we go to church. Yes. Okay. So, um, Proverbs chapter 3. Let me read my... I just Let's go through a couple of verses today. And then um, we'll end. Okay. I'll be quick. Okay. It's our uni, okay. All right. I'll try. So verse one, you know, the more you shout, the more you take time in what is in what we are doing. So verse one says that my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Okay, so 
um, here's, here's a little advice that the scripture is giving to us that do not forget the laws of God. You know, don't forget the laws of God. Don't forget the, the laws of God. And then he says that when he gets to his commandments, keep his commandments in, in your heart. Now, what does it mean to keep something in your heart? To keep something in your heart is to believe in it. Yes, is to believe it. So you, you, have to, you have to believe what the Bible says and what God says. It's in the scriptures that you find the laws of God and the commandments of God. So he says that don't forget them. Don't forget them. Like the scripture says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against it. So you don't forget it. You, you, have, to, you have to put yourself in a, in a situation where you constantly remember what the Bible says. What the Bible says. As we read on you, you will soon discover why he's saying that. Why he's saying that. Um, forget not my law and keep my commandments in your heart. So he said, remember, that, that, is, that is, keep the word so that you always remind yourself of the, of the word of God. What, the, what, does, what does the Bible say? In, any, in every situation, any circumstance you find yourself, one of the first questions you must ask yourself is, what does the Bible say? Oh, what is God saying? What does God say about this? What does God say about this? And I believe you are, you are intelligent enough to, um, if you've entered into the university, you must have, I mean, some extra brains uh, to know that, to know that there must be a God. There's got to be a God. There is really a God. Yes. And that God says that, don't forget my laws. Don't forget my laws. Don't forget what I've said. What I've said, don't forget it. So you should, it means that it, the onus is now on you to discover and to find out that what has he said? What has because now it's 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 almost it's almost like it's scary. Because what has he said? I don't know what he has said. So it means I have to start reading my Bible every day. I have to read my Bible and discover what he has said. Because he has said a number of things. Sometimes things have been said, instructions have been given, but because you don't know what has been said. Uh, uh, how many of you sometimes when you try setting up something, you know, you, you get something, uh, a gadget, whatever it is, or even furniture, and you feel you can set it up. How many of you are sometimes feel, yeah, I can set it up, I don't need the manual. And then, and then you, end up, you end up setting it up the wrong way around. And then with all the nails and the screws and things, you can't undo it and so when we enter your room, we see something wonky sitting there, but it's like you have to make use of it. How many of you have done that before? Yes. That's how, that's, that's how life is. When you don't read the Bible, you don't know how you are supposed to conduct yourself and how you are supposed to live. So you end up setting up your life in a wonky way. But God is so kind and is so merciful that he can take off all the screws, all the handles, everything, and refix you together as a new person and as a clear person. And as a person who, who would become what God wants him to become. That's like, that's like how we hear testimonies. That's what we hear te- you see, most testimonies will be about someone who tried to fix their lives the way they want to fix it. Without reading the manual. Without reading a man. And that's what I did. I did that. I did that for a number of years. 
I felt it's good to do this, it's bad to do that. It's good to do this, it's bad to do that. Okay, I don't do this. Okay, I don't do that. Okay, I'm the type that doesn't do this. I'm the type that doesn't do that. I'm the type that doesn't go here. I'm the type that doesn't have this. I'm the type that does not, you know, it's like, that's, and I, I really felt good. No, I really felt good. I really, I mean, when I, when I see, as, as, as a sinner, when I see a sinner, I feel this sinner needs conversion. Yes. As a sinner, when I see my fellow sinner, I just didn't know how to pray. But I'm sure in my heart, I used to pray for them that these people, they should be, they should be saved. Meanwhile, we we're all headed for the same place. So God met me. God met me and showed me his word. His word said, his word said to me, his word said to me, all have sinned and fallen short. I always remember that night asking myself, me, I've sinned. I almost said, God, you don't know what sin is. You don't know what sin is. Sin are the people who do this, the people who do that, the people who do that. You know, there are some five big things. And I said, all these things, I'm not, I'm not involved in it. Then he, said to, then he said to me again, that, you know, your righteousness are not like rags. They are like dirty rags. Then I had to calm down. That's when, that's when I said, I surrender. Because I couldn't see where I have sinned. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see. I couldn't. It's like, what do you mean by I have sinned? But still, the scriptures say that everybody has sinned. So when the scriptures now say that my commandments, don't forget my commandments. And then, don't forget, don't, don't forget my law. And then, let your heart keep my commandments. Let your heart keep my commandments means that believe, believe in my commandments. Believe it. Because the scripture says that with the heart, man believeth. You use the heart to believe. So you have to believe the commandments. You have to believe that this is what, what God is saying is what has to be done. It's not optional. It's not optional. I would not like to lie to you or deceive you or tell you half-truths and say that you know you can in your own time, in your own day. No, 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 no. You have to believe it. That is why it's called a commandment. When the, when the scripture says, when the scripture says in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm telling you, you have to believe it, that without, without believing in the only begotten son, Jesus Christ, you will perish. And God doesn't want you to perish. You have to be that God doesn't want you to perish. God doesn't want you to perish. Instead of thinking that, oh, if there's a God, why are there all these bad things? Why are there all these? Rather, tell yourself that if everybody had followed the commandments of God, would we have all these evil things? Yes. Instead of making an argument out of the existence of evil, rather see what God has said. He said, look, I don't want evil to continue. I want everybody to become good. So in his effort to rather reduce evil, people rather will take a stance and say, no, if there was a God, why would this happen to this person? Why would this happen? But if those people had believed in God and had believed in his commandments, 
evil would have been drastically reduced. Drastically. Drastically reduced. Drastically reduced. We will not see teenagers being murdered on the streets. Yes, teenagers. Because those teenagers would have been would have been leaders. They would have been in the choir. Or in film stars. Yes. So believe with the heart. Believe it. Believe that this that God loved the world so much that He doesn't want anybody to perish, but that everybody should have everlasting life. Take me back to Proverbs chapter three. Yes. So we are talking about the commandments and the laws. The command. So you see, when you don't read the scriptures, you don't. You, you actually don't know. You are. You are like. You are like. You are like. You are like me. Who has bought a table from Ikea. And I'm fixing it because I'm imagining that a table has four legs and the top. So how else can you fix it? And by the time I finish, it has three legs. And I don't know where to put the fourth leg. Then I'll I'll just say, I'll use it like that. I'll use it like that. But that's because you threw the manual away. And God is telling you this evening that do not throw the manual away. Do not throw the manual of life away. The manual of life is the B-I-B-L-E. Maybe for 18 years you've lived without it. For 19 years you've lived without it. For 20 years you've lived without it. But God is saying to you today that do not throw it away. He said that my son, he's even calling you son. Forget not my law. But let thine heart keep my commandments. And we say, let, why, why is it not said, let your head keep my commandments? Because we don't believe with the head. Head is head knowledge. Head knowledge, wishful thinking. Imaginations and thoughts. So he said that if you really want to keep something that someone has said to you, put it in your heart. How come you suffer from heartbreak? Because the words... That Jimmy said to you, you kept them in your head, heart. You kept them in your heart. You allow, you allow the words of Jimmy to travel through your head, all the way and then into your heart, and you you literally believed it. You literally believed it. You were eighteen. Jimmy was seventeen. Had no home. Had nothing. gets bits and pieces of, of whatever change from his mom every morning. And you believe that this guy can look after you. You believe, I mean, you believed it. So when you discovered that you're not the only one that Jimmy has been saying this nice way, your heart was shattered. You started saying things like, all guys are bad. All men are more, men are trash. Men are trash. Men are trust, bro. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. Because you put it in your heart. You put it in your heart. And I'm telling you today that there's something better to put in your heart. Put the word of God in your heart. Put the promises of God in your heart. Put the commandments of God in your heart. Put what God has said in your heart. Put it, put it. Nothing can guide you. 
rules, rules from men, strict mama, strict papa, strict grandparents, strict rules in the school, it doesn't save anybody. It doesn't save anybody. What can save you and help you is that put the commandments of God in your heart. Use your heart to believe it. If the scripture says that, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Believe it. Believe that. Hey, I've got to believe in this thing. This born again thing, I've got to, I've got to jump into it. Believe it. I mean, believe, literally believe it. Don't toy with it. Don't say, oh yeah, you know. Don't say, yeah, you know, I was born, I was born a Christian. I was born a Christian. You know, um, Christianity and your relationship with God is not something you inherit genetically. No. No. Otherwise, then all my children wouldn't need to give their lives to Christ. Oh, yes. It means that they will be born, born again. But I tell you, you can be the child of... um, Of a high priest. The scripture, Jesus said that whatsoever is born of the flesh is flesh. And whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. That's why he said, be born again. So you've been born after the flesh. After the flesh. You were born to Mr. Adidas, isn't it? And then now you are here. Now you have to be born again. That's what explains that you have to be born again. We know that you've been born. You were born, you were born in um, QMC. You were born at QMC. You've been born at QMC. You've come into the world now to Mr. Mr. Adidas. So now the other birth is not a birth to Mr. Adidas. It's the birth after the spirit. And that is where that is where the commandments of God is working. That's where the real changes. That's where the real changes. You ask yourself, don't you don't you ask yourself that? Where do people learn wickedness from? Have you not asked yourself that question before? Well, if you haven't asked yourself that question, then maybe you're not a deep thinker. You just say, where do people learn all these things from? Even you have to ask yourself, where, where did you learn the things you've done, the little, little things you've done? You have to, wait, how did I learn this? Because you know your parents didn't teach you. You know your parents didn't teach you. You know your parents didn't teach you. Not just they didn't teach you. You've never even seen it being done in the house before. So how did you learn? You learned, you learned it from the, from, the, from the state of your spirit man, which is the real you. That's why, that's why it's so important and not just important. It's an emergency for you to be born again and to be saved. Otherwise, you will not even believe what you, beca- you can become. I mean, you won't believe what you can become. You won't believe what you can do. If you don't use your heart to keep the commandments of God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 2. Let's move to the next verse. It says that, following from verse 1, it says that for length of days, length of days, to stay longer, so that you are not thrown out of the university. And long life. So you don't die before your time. You see, all this is the commandments of God that you have believed. 
it shapes your life. It shapes your choices. It shapes your decisions. Who your friends are, who you hang out with, who you be with, who you who you you stay around, who you all the all these things, all these things are affected. Things you can't even imagine will be affected, but they will be affected. They will be affected. Where you go, where you spend, where you spend your nights, and where you spend your days, and where you spend your mornings, it will be affected by believing in the commandments, not believing in what Mama said, or believing in what Papa said, or believing what some pastor said, or some rules of some institution. But the commands of God, when it enters, you see that no, no. I can't, I can't hang out in this place. I can't do this. I can't be here. I can't be part of that. Then your life is shaping. Then it gives you length of days. Then it gives you long life. Then it also gives you peace. It gives you peace. When you're walking, when you're walking in time, you're not looking over your shoulder. Have you not seen someone that is walking that the person is always looking over their shoulder? I know there's a problem. Peace. To have a lifestyle that gives you peace. That you don't have to, you don't have to turn your phone off. Your mom is looking for you, you can't answer. That when you answer, you have to say a lie, you have to say this, you know. It's a, it's a difficult, complex life to live. Yes, it's a difficult, complex life to live. Come to have to come up with stories. You have to remember the story that you said. Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, sometimes I could be talking to church members as they are telling me this. Then I'll say in my head, "This person thinks we are the same age." This person doesn't know that what she's saying or what he's saying doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And when it doesn't add up, it means there's a lie. When it doesn't add up. And when you don't want to embarrass the person, you change the topic. You just, you just, you just switch to, oh, let's talk about your coursework. Because I, I don't want you to lie any further. Peace. It's, and when you lie, you don't have peace. For a moment, you feel victorious. It's like, oh yeah, I've got away with it. You didn't get away with anything. You didn't get away with anything. You didn't get away with anything. Ask your, your conscience. Your conscience is still, a, how many of you have done something bad and you felt bad? You don't even have to lift up your hand. You don't have to lift up your hand. If you, if you get an award in the university, who will be the first person that you call? You can shout it out. Shout it. The first person will be who? Mom. Mom. Yes, I agree. But when you roll off, when you roll off that bed, why don't you call mom? When you come out from under that duvet, why don't you call mom? Do you know why? Because as rotten and as crooked as you think you are, you still have a conscience. Your conscience is still alive. You know what to tell mom and what not to tell mom. You know that this one is not a good information to pass on to mom. I cannot tell mom that I have a boyfriend. I cannot tell mom that I have a girlfriend. No. I cannot say it. I can't say it. 
But if you have an award, or you do an assignment, you get a two-one, or you get this, quickly you say, ah, look, I got my assignment, I got this. But the other one, no, that's what I said, no matter how rotten you believe you are, you are the master of all rots. You won't say it. Because you have a conscience. And I'm speaking to that conscience today. I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to that thing that has guided you unconsciously, has guided you, has, has helped you to know the difference between good and bad, evil and what. I'm, I'm speaking to that part of you. And I'm saying that that part of you, the scripture is saying that keep the commandments of God for length of days, for long life, and for peace. Oh, the, 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 sit down so I can see those who are sitting. The peace that you have, you can't even explain it. The scripture says that the peace of God that passeth, that is, that is superior than all understanding. In other words, you can't, when you, when you experience the peace of God, you can't explain it. You can't explain it. You can't explain why you have it. Because it's not, the peace of God is it's not, it's not like a million pounds or 10 million pounds. It gives you something that 10 million pounds will not give you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Gives you something. So the peace of God, that passive understanding. It can't be explained. That's the peace of God. That's why you see, you see Christians, you see, they're happy. And you're wondering, why are they happy? You want to ask, why are you happy? <laughs> yes. Why are these people happy? It's called the peace of God. Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go back there. Do you want one more verse? Verse 3. Verse 3 says that, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. <laughs> you know, other translations say, say something like, think, Mercy and loyalty. Yes. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. How many of you sleep with um, chains around your neck? So that's why you sleep with it, isn't it? Yeah, this one is so to keep you, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Bind them about you. You see, what, what I'm trying to explain is that there's some things when it's around your neck. Or it's like a shackle. Or like a lead on a dog's neck. It guides you in life. The lead around the dog. The dog's neck. It guides, it guides the dog. It, tell, it helps you lead and control. And he said, mercy and truth are two keys you need in this life. You need mercy. You need mercy. And you need truth. He said, don't forsake them. Yep. Never let go of loyalty and faithfulness. Tie them around your neck. And then write them on your heart. Loyalty and faithfulness. That is, that is to be faithful is to be dependable, to be reliable, and to be trustworthy. Have an aim in your life to be a loyal, faithful person. That's mercy and truth. So tie them around your neck. Tie them around your neck. Never let go. Let, them, let faithfulness guide you in this life. Not becoming a rebel. Oh, come on. Some of you have been brought up in the church. You didn't even understand. I understand that you didn't understand church. 
but you are dragged to church. People say, all you have done is that you are waiting, you are waiting for A-level results to get admission into NTU or to UON. And you will tell your, you will show your parents that look, now that I am gone, now that I am free, let me make the choices of life for myself. But here, this Bible is telling you that faithfulness, be faithful to the things that have been committed to you, the things you've been taught. The things you've been taught, go to church, pray to God. You've been taught, pray to God. You've been taught there's a God. You've been taught there's a, read your Bible. You've been taught, believe in God. The scripture is saying to that, that tie them around your neck. That is, allow faithfulness, mercy, truth, loyalty, allow it to guide you in this life. Allow it to guide you. Because when you are not faithful, you are unfaithful. When you are not merciful, you are wicked. You are wicked and ruthless. Yes. When you don't have truth guiding you, you are a liar and a deceiver. That's just a tie. Mercy, truth, loyalty, faithfulness, tight around your neck. Allow it to guide you. Ask yourself, let that thing guide you, that, that little light in your head. Let it guide you. Can I say this? Can I not say this? Is it a good thing? Is it not a good thing? Sit down so that we can, we can be preparing to close. Yes. No, I've taken my time. Yes. I've not rushed at all. I've taken my time. Yes. Let it guide you. How many of you are learning something today? That, that loyalty and faithfulness. Tie it around your neck like a dog on a lead. Yes. Let it, let it guide you. Let it speak to you. Let it tell you to the left. Let it tell you to the right. Let it tell you straight on. Let it tell you sit. 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 To move. Loyalty. Truth. Faithfulness. Mercy. Whichever one will register. Don't become rebellious. I'm, I'm, breaking, I'm breaking out of home. That's why you chose your, your postcode. Your postcode is SE something. You chose you chose an university that has a postcode of NG. Because you want to break away. Yes. Break away from every every good thing that you've ever been taught, including having your bath. You want to break away from all. Verse 4. What does verse 4 say? It says that, it says that, after following verse 3, it says that, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And man. And man. So these things, it's not just, it's not just for you to become a spiritual person, which is good. For God to favor you, for God to bless you, but in, in the eyes of man too, man will also like you. You'll be chosen for good things. You'll be selected for good things. Because you'll be favored. So that's how you, you'll find favor and then good understanding. Good understanding in the sight of God. God will bless you and God will cause man to help you. 
Oh yes, because in university you need help. You you need you need help. You need help. You need somebody to say that this person is a good student. That the day you are writing the exam and you have you are, your nose is running and you know you do understand. You need someone who says, "Oh no, I know I know this person. I know this person." No, this is someone who maybe may see you in the lab somewhere or some practical something, see you struggle. Say, oh, no, but I know, I know him. I know him. I'm a very, very good student. I mean, communicates well, talks well, contributes well, a very nice, decent member of this class. I know him. I'll give him, I'll, I'll let him pass. I'll let him through. That's what it's called, booster. So you just need some extra mark to just, to just push you over. Proverbs 3 3 will lead you to Proverbs 4. When you have loyalty, faithfulness, mercy, truth, truth. To tell yourself the truth, it's time to study. It's not the time to dress up and, and entertain, entertain Kobe in your room. Kobe says he's coming over and you are letting him in. And meanwhile, you know you are behind. Me who is Kobe? I don't know who he is, but I don't think he's a good guy. Verse 5. We are finishing. Ah, then verse 5 says that trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Again, believe in God. When you say heart, that is what is used to believe. Believe in God. That God can help you. That's trust. That God can help you. That you can count on God. That God can, that God will do it. Never be disappointed. Never be discouraged. Never be overwhelmed. Never become depressed. Never say that everything is working against you. Because that means that you don't trust in God. Rather remember 8.28. Romans 8.28. That all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. All things work together. All things. It says that and we know. That all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that who are called according to his purpose. That if you, as you love God, you trust him with all your heart. That's Proverbs 3, 5. Go back there. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Every, give everything to God. Because with God, with God, nothing is a bad experience. Nothing is a bad experience. The bad experiences will create some virtue out of you. You see yourself becoming patient. You see yourself becoming kind. You see, you see yourself becoming non-judgmental. Because you, you, you would know how people can come into this situation. Everything is working together for your good. Even your bad, even your bad experiences that maybe you shouldn't have had that experience, but you have it. When you start trusting God, he can even take that bad experience and turn it into gold. Next time you see someone, next time you see a student coming to first year, second year, wherever, in a similar situation, you would remember, and what you will have for that person is called compassion. Yes, you will not judge and condemn. You say, oh, sister, it will be well. You come out of it. And you are exactly what that person needs. 
you'll be exactly what. How many of you have been in a situation where you, you hope that there will be someone who understands you? Not someone who approves, but someone who understands your situation. Give me a wave if you've been there. You just need someone who understands. And everybody seems super, super good and super righteous. Nobody understands. I said in church once that I want, I want lady pastors who can cry. I want lady pastors who can cry and can cry with fellow sisters. Because sometimes that's all you need. You need the person that when you are crying, the person is not saying, move on. You have to move on. You have to move on. <laughs> try and what? Try and forget. No. You see, those are, those, are, those, are the, those are the people who don't understand. But when understanding comes, and they themselves remember that where you are, they've been there. It's only the grace that has saved them. You see tears coming down their face. That's when they pray for you. When, that's, that's when they lay hands on you and they pray for you. You know, the person is ministering from the depth of their heart that it will be well because they have been there. It will be, and when they say, tell you that it will be well, it will actually be well because they have been there. Where you are weeping now, they have been there before. And they have seen the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God and the kindness of God. But when the person hasn't been there before, the person says, look, look, put yourself together. Put yourself together and move on. And move on. You have to move on. Hurry up. Time is, time is finished. Those are the people when they are counseling you, they only talk about Delilah and, and Ruth and Boaz. They never share their own example. They don't share their own. They don't tell that, look, we're in 2020. They don't tell that, look, I came into first year in 2020. I was just like this. I, October by October, even you, you've just had this latest experience. I've had, I had worse experience in 2020. But by the grace of God, my trust was in God. I put my trust in God. I kept believing in God. I kept going to church. I kept serving God. That is what the person who has saved me is God. I tell you, 2020, I was in 2021, I was in this situation. 2021, I was in this. This is my story. Your story is my story. Not, um, do you know, um, in Samson chapter 1 verse 2. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, your, 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 understand, your understanding is limited. Yeah, your, your, your understanding of life is it's like, it's, like looking, it's like looking through a glass on a rainy day. You can't see clearly. You understand how old are you? How can you understand an earth that has been there for billions of years? No, you understand. That, that's why the scale. You see, God, it's just, when you read God, his commandments, today I'm giving you, a, all these verses are commandments you must keep in your heart. He says that your understanding is limited. You don't know much. You don't know much. You don't know much. A lot of stories you've never been told. You've never been told. Some, some as even your own home, your own home, even about your parents, even about mommy. It, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even know her. You don't even know why she's always angry. You, don't, you actually don't know. So don't lean on your understanding. Don't start forming theories. 
for yourself. When the creator is saying that, the one who made the heavens and the earth and made you is saying that, don't trust your own understanding. Trust me, don't trust your own understanding because your understanding won't help you. Your, ex, your experience, somebody said experience is the best teacher. Experience is not the best teacher. Experience can be a very terrible teacher. Because all your experiences are negative things. That's when you, you say what men are trash. Is this your experience? Yes. You haven't met me. If you had met you, you know all men are not trash. How can you add me to the, to the list? What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> no, it's true. You haven't met me. That's why you think all men are trash. Yes. You met the trashy ones. Mm. Yeah, leave me the real ones. Mm, yes. By the grace. Yes. By the grace. Before you lifted, they said, ah, I met this pastor. He's so full of himself. He said he's such, he said he's such a cool guy. I mean, but, I mean, but, I mean, am I not cool? <laughs> Come in. I mean, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because your understanding, 18 years on earth, your understanding, no, no, no. 17 years on earth, your understanding. 20 years on earth, your understanding. 25 years on earth, your understanding. Even this year, even this year at my age, I've learned new things this year. I've learned things this year. Learn things that I didn't know. Sit down. So don't lean on your own understanding. Don't form, don't draw conclusions from what you have seen in life because you haven't seen enough to draw lifelong conclusions. That is what that is what people have done and have introduced the perversions of this life, the perversions, the sexual perversions. The things that have, that have been introduced into the world is because some have drawn conclusions from experiences. I was watching a documentary on a number of ladies who have been abused. Abused by father, abused by uncle, abused by father's friend when they were 12, when they were 11, when they were this. All of them, as I, you know, I, I, I was listening to their story, it was very, you know, it was something. But one common thing they had, all of them are no longer straight. All, without exception, all. All, because they've drawn a conclusion that men are trash. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And lean not. That is, don't rely on your own understanding. Don't rely on your experience. Rely on God's experience and what God can do for you and how God can turn your life around. And then finally, verse 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Acknowledge him in everything. In everything. Your studies, 
where you live, who you share accommodation with, where you go to church, friends you have. Everything acknowledged me, recognize him. What about God? What is God saying? What does the word of God say? Acknowledge him in everything. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge his existence. And then what do you get out of that? And he shall direct thy paths. He shall direct thy paths. He shall direct thy paths. In other words, in other words, you don't you cease from working out your life. Your life follows a particular trend. And it ends in a place of blessing. Yes. You, do, you see, it's working things out. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to see this person. I have to call this person. I need to meet this person. I need to know. God begins to order your steps. He begins to order your steps. If you, if, you, if you really would remember, next time you travel and you arrive at an airport, that's where you see this scripture, parts directed. You see it at work. Because when you arrive at an airport, you don't open any door. You don't knock on any door. You follow directed paths. You see, you go. You just walk. You come on the flight, you walk. Then you see, you can't go straight again because it's blocked. Then you are forced to turn. And then you move. They say, you can't go anymore. They see, it's through here. And then you see, it's blocked. So you have to turn around. The next thing you see is an immigration officer. <laughs> That's the next thing you see. You've never asked that I want to meet an immigration officer or I need to meet a, a border checkpoint. You never ask me, but your paths are directed where you can go and where you can't go. And that is God. When you acknowledge him in everything, your paths are directed. Before you realize you are exactly where God wants you to be. You are exactly where God wants you to be. And you are what God wants you to, to become. Some of us have been, you've, been, you've been crying. You've been crying over some closed doors because maybe you really wanted to go to university in Manchester. You really wanted to go to Sussex. You wanted, your dream was Brighton. You've read about the nightlife in Brighton. And it all didn't work out. And you ended up in NTU. No, no disrespect to NTU. I'm just giving an example. Am I not in Nottingham? It's NTU not in Nottingham. Yes. But when you came, when you came to NTU, as you are dreaming about Brighton, you are, you've even checked the distance and what it costs to travel there. Then suddenly you see these people in some red tops harassing you and harassing your life and say you must go to church. What I'm saying to you this evening yeah. is that what you've experienced is directed paths. Wow. God has taken you out of a life that would have killed you early. Would have killed you early without knowing God. To bring you, to cause, to cause these people to come to you and say, we are going to church and to take you to church to meet God, to experience God. Instead of meeting the devil, Instead of meeting the devil and experiencing the devil and destroying your life, he calls them. That's directed path. Maybe, maybe somebody prayed for you. Maybe someone prayed for you before you packed your bags and you left. Maybe someone prayed, maybe someone prayed for you as you were coming back. To you. Someone prayed for you. That's how you ended up in NTU. 
That's how you ended up where you are today. Someone prayed for you. A prayer somebody has said somewhere has led you here. So what you're experiencing is directed path. Sit down, let me close. Sit down so I can tell you to stand up. <laughs> In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And he shall direct thy paths. And he shall direct thy paths. And he shall direct. How many of you like to experience directed paths? So you don't end up somewhere rough that you shouldn't end up. And say that, if I had known. You see, that's what you start saying. If I had known. If I had known. God is trying to save you from if I had known. You're in a good place. You're in a blessed place. You found a good thing. You found a good thing called God, called Jesus, called church. It's a good place. And God is speaking to you that acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. That is, before you make a move, ask yourself, will God allow me to do this? Is this what God wants me to do? I believe I've experienced directed paths in my life. Since I met God, since I met him, I think I've experienced directed paths. He's directed my path. Even people I've met, people I've encountered to, with, I mean, people I know, people I know today, it must be God. It's not because of my family name. It's not because of where I went to university. It's not because of the course I studied. It's not because I didn't do accounting. As my father had advised. But it is God in my life that has directed my paths. I directed my paths, led me, guided me. I mean, countries I've visited, cities I've seen. I was counting cities and countries the other day. I realized I, I couldn't. I couldn't anymore. And I said to myself, this is, a, this is a dream. This is a dream of many people. This is the dream of many people. I've I've seen it without even realizing that I'm seeing it. Yes, it's God. It's God directed paths. May God help. May you choose God today. May you choose Him today, and He will direct your path and give you a better blessing. Next week we'll continue from verse seven by the grace of God. So we end with verse six today. Okay, stand to your feet. Wow! Amazing! Amazing! Amazing, amazing. Let us pray. We want to pray. We want to just spend about a minute or two just to pray for ourselves. You know, we are, not, we are about to close. So just, just stay in your seat. Stay where you are. And just close your eyes and just pray to God. Thank God. First, I want you to thank God for this evening. Thank him that he's, he's placed you in church to hear his word. To hear his word and to receive his word. So bow your heads and just say that prayer. Say, speak to him in English or in any language that you speak. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm thanking you for church. I'm thanking you for bringing me into your house to hear your word. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Thanking him. 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 Now, I want you to make another prayer. I want you to pray for yourself and say, Lord, in my life, let your will be done. As I've come back to the university or as I've come as a fresher, whatever it is, Lord, I want your will and your ways to be done for me. 
your will and your ways. Pray to him. Pray to him. Pray to him. Ask him. Ask him and tell him that Lord, your will, your will and your ways. Your will and your ways. Your will and your ways. I want your will and your ways ah, to be done. To be done. To be done. To be done for me. I want your will. I want you. What you want for me, oh God. Tell him. Say it. Say it. Say it as I'm telling you. That Lord, I want what you want for me. I'm choosing, Lord. I'm choosing your will. I'm choosing your ways. Oh, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And then finally, finally pray and say, God, I want to get closer to you. This year, this academic year, I want to get closer to you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Help me to know you more. Help me by the Holy Spirit to know you more. Make that prayer. Say that prayer to him. Say that prayer to him. We are praying. This is our final prayer. The Lord, I want to get closer to you. I want to come closer to you. Closer and closer to you, oh God. Closer to you, Lord. To know you more. 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 To encounter you, Lord. To see you. To experience you, Lord. I want a close relationship with you, oh God. Help me. Help me, Lord. 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 And finally, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed and every head bowed. I want to pray for you now. You are here this evening. You've been coming to church. You've been going to church somewhere. Or somebody invited you to church this evening. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You don't have a relationship with God. And you can feel the love of God and the wisdom of God. You can feel God speaking to you and God drawing you to him. And this evening, you want to say that, Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I am afraid. I am afraid. I don't want to go to hell. I am afraid. I don't want my life to be destroyed. I want God. I need God in my life. Pastor, please pray with me. I'm here to pray for you. God is here to save and to help you. I need Jesus in my life. Pastor, please pray with me. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I need God. I need Jesus in my life. Very quickly, just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Just your right hand. I can see your hands. I can see your hands all, all over the place. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Maybe you are thinking, you think you're alone, but you're not alone at all. You need God. You need Jesus in your life. You're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. You are here because the plan of God has begun to unfold in your life. Just your right hand. Keep it up. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God. Just your right hand. Don't waste time. Don't delay. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. Just your right. I believe there are a few more. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just a prayer. I want to say a prayer for you. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over the place. I see your hands all over the place. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want to pray specially for you. 
I want you to walk out of your seat and come to me right here in the front. With your hand lifted up. You lift up your hand. Come, yes. All of you, yes, come. Come, 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 come. Come out of your seat. Come. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come, yes. Yes. Ashes, ashes. Do your work for me, okay? Come, yes. All of you, come. 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 up your hand you can come you can still come now that you can see that you're not alone feeling the love of God you can come you can come come I'm waiting for you I'm waiting for you come keep singing now before before we start praying maybe your heart is beating you are debating you are questioning you are wondering once you are not sure i want you to take that bold step for the peace of god you'll be you'll be so much at peace i want you to walk out of your seat now and come and join us here if you are still there you're not sure you're not sure of your relationship with god and with jesus you are not sure god i believe god is big is is starting a new his plan in your life from today that's why he's drawing you that's why he's calling you that's why he wants you to come god bless you as you 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 come come. it's very important you will never be the same again come running to from the vultures, from the snakes, from the serpents, from the wicked people waiting for you to destroy you. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Come to him. This is my very, very final call. Very, very final and last. And then we pray. If you are still out there, if you are still out there, you know in your heart that you are Far from God. Far from Him. No relationship. You want to come closer to Him. It is a step you will never regret. It is a step that changes everything in your life. Everything for the better. Tonight, as we bow our heads to pray, I want you to make that walk from wherever you are and come right now. Maybe at the back, maybe in the middle, wherever you are standing. You want to come and join us. I'm inviting you. God is inviting you. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly and come now. Come. 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 
ashamed. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. It's today. Let's pray. Bow your heads with us, pray. Those of you in front, say this prayer after me. And everybody in this room, help us as we say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. Say it out loud. Say, I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died for me. And he rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I gave myself to you. Please help me to be a better person. Please help me to get closer to God. Now say, thank you, Father. For accepting me today. For cancelling out all my sins. And for washing me with the blood of Jesus. Say thank you father. In Jesus name. Father I pray for all these precious ones. Help them Lord. Help them in this new life. Help them in this new season Lord. Help them to serve you Lord. May every snare, every trap of the enemy be removed. May the seed of the enemy be cast out of their lives, Lord. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. And thank you for a true love for you, O God, that they shall have, that they shall grow in you and stay in you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Say a bigger Amen. Maybe say your first amen for the year. Shout it, say amen. Beautiful. We have this gift. We want you to receive this gift very quickly. Only one person giving the gift. We can be here till forever. lives. God is affecting lives. God is changing lives. God is changing lives. God bless you. What happens? Ah, can you see a lady standing there? The lady who sang beautifully. Yes. She wants you, she wants you to come with her. She'll talk to you briefly that you'll come back to your seat. So if you could please go this way with Lizzie then after you come back. So if you all could go this way she'll speak to you briefly that you come back. Okay. Beautiful. Glenn, you can go with her. Glenny, yeah, you can go with her. Oh, I thought you were clapping. I, I don't understand why your clapping is becoming anemic. Beautiful. Now, ask the person standing next to you that, are you sure you are saved? Are you sure? Ask the person, maybe, maybe by your side or behind you. 
ask them, are you sure? And if they are not sure, tell them that I can walk with you to the front. They will, they will even think it's me. Tell them, tell them, are you sure? If they are not sure, tell them that let's go. Let's take this walk. It's a walk to real life. Wow. Have you asked, did you ask, did you ask the person next to you? You've asked them and they're all good. They all have a ticket for heaven. Wow. They all have a ticket for a good life and a better life. Okay. Take out your communion then. Communion. Of the bread, receive the cup. For his mercy is enough for the many and the one. What a blessing! And this is communion. Take it as often as you will. For his blood has power still. By his wounds we shall be healed. And this is communion. Take of the bread. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for the blessing of that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross. Save us. Heal us. Thank you, O God, that we escaped all sickness and disease and curse through the broken body. Thank you, O Father, for the body of Jesus Christ the body of Christ. Eat it. Our Lord, we thank you for the blood that washes us clean. Clean. White. Wash us, O God. Wash us, O God. Cleanse us, O God, with the blood of Jesus. Cover us. Cover us, O God with the precious blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now let's receive our blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. bless you. The Lord give you wisdom to prepare for what you must prepare for next. The Lord cause you to prepare your heart to serve him, to honor him. The Lord cause you to be ready to meet your God at any time. The blessing of the Lord is your portion today. May you be healed of all your infirmities. May your mind be healed and your body be healed from head to toe in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.